This podcast is brought to you by Villanova University on iTunes U. Please visit us on itunes.villanova.edu. It's my pleasure to uh, welcome you tonight to our alumni medallion ceremony. Uh, this uh, week has been our alumni celebration week, actually. Uh, we began our, our celebration with a wonderful liturgy in the chapel on Thursday evening uh, that honored and remembered uh, those Villanovans who have passed away this past year, alums, uh, faculty, uh, and staff. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony uh, officiated by Father Ron Hagen. We had the most glorious music. Uh, Greg Rimes, an alum of Villanova, and teaching now in our theology department as Cantor, uh, played a marvelous role in, 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 the, in the celebration. And Greg, you did a wonderful job. Thank you so much for what you did. <laughs>
attended to this evening. It's, it's nice to see so many of you come out to honor the graduates of the College of Arts and Sciences, uh, both grad undergraduate and graduate as well. Um, recently, there's been several events on campus that have dealt with leadership. Uh, the School of Business held a leadership summit. The uh, alumni office held a leadership summit as well. And attending these events, uh, I have the opportunity to run into many graduates uh, that have come back to share their thoughts and their experience of the world with our various our students here on campus. And at the uh, recent Alumni Association Summit event, uh, there was a dinner held that night, and somebody came up to me and started passionately going on and on about the business school has done all this, the nursing school has done all this, the engineering school has done all this. We need to make arts and sciences more prominent at Villanova. And I went, wait a minute, please, wait a minute. And uh, I actually asked Father Ellis if the other deans were here, and I don't think they are, so I'm, I'm glad they're not. But um, <laughs> I said, there are more famous people that have come out of the arts and sciences at Villanova than any of those schools put together. And if we didn't have arts and sciences, Villanova, there would be no Villanova. So uh, it, is, uh, it is wonderful for us to gather together. Uh, this is the largest college in Villanova. It is the most prominent college in Villanova. It is the college that touches more lives of Villanova students than any other college on campus. And uh, if Jim Dangle, Louise Dispatcher, and Garagay will show up, I might go another way. But uh, <laughs> right now, I'm the whole fact. You know, that's, that's the fact. But uh, tonight we come to honor four people that went through the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, and they didn't just go through it, they became the, art, the College of Arts and Sciences. And in everything that they did and what they learned here on Villanova's campus, uh, they took with them out into the world. And ultimately that's what we're concerned about at Villanova, is that we are instilling and inspiring um, and in, in our students' lives the ability to move out into the world really make a difference, change it in some way or another. Find an opportunity to share what you have learned and the blessings that you have received with somebody else. And tonight we honor four people that have done just that, that have taken the legacy of the College of Arts and Sciences and have brought it out into many different corners of the world and have touched many different people with their knowledge of what they came of, their knowledge at Villanova University. Villanova um, is a place that um, I, I find it in terms of when I talk to alumni, um, I don't want to make it sound like the Magic Kingdom in Disneyland, but uh, it's a special place. Uh, I don't think we have Kool-Aid necessarily that we feed everybody, but we do feed everybody with a sense of community. And we do feed everybody uh, with a sense of what it is that is inside of you that can really change the world in some way or another, or ignite change in the world in some way or another. To be a person that really moves out and experiences what happens at Villanova and enables you to create that new home for someone else, to create that new place for someone else, to create a, an opportunity for someone to enter into a place that uh, they never thought possible. And tonight we honor four people that have done just that in their lives. And I was asked, actually, to read these little blurbs about all four of them. And so I'm happy to do that. Um, I normally don't stick to a script, even though I'm a theater person. But uh, uh, let me just share with you some of the thoughts on our four recipients. Dr. Philip Davison has used his scientific training to advance the understanding of those with developmental and neurological disabilities. As a leader in his field, Dr. Davison's research has made significant contributions to improved understanding of developmental disabilities. As a teacher and mentor, Dr. Davison inspires others to advance this work. Exactly what arts and sciences does. While we may know Jim Murray as the past general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, leading them to the Super Bowl, we also know Jim for his work in co-founding the first Ronald McDonald House in Philadelphia. Through the magic of Jim's Irish persuasion, and it is big, 
he convinced many of his NFL, what is that NFL? <laughs> uh, NFL peers to get involved with the Ronald McDonald program. As a result, more than 300 Ronald McDonald houses worldwide provide a temporary home for families of children undergoing treatment in nearby hospitals. That is what the College of Arts and Sciences does. Candace Robertson James has dedicated her career to a variety of public health issues, from health education to domestic violence. Candace's work has the greatest impact on those in our communities who are often overlooked and forgotten, the poor and the marginalized. Her dedication as a mentor, community leader, and lecturer exemplify her commitment to the values of the university. That is what Arts and Sciences does. Katie Krakenberg, where are you? There you are. I actually taught Katie in class, as she was in one of my theater classes, and I'm glad she chose what she did. Uh, it, <laughs> Katie, I love you. Uh, Katie is a fitting example of the achievements of our recent graduates of the college. Much like Candace, Katie has dedicated her work to the marginalized and the oppressed, working with faculty workers in Nicaragua and now assisting human development organizations in 26 countries through her work with the World Bank. That is what college, the College of Arts and Sciences does. The College of Arts and Sciences does more than anybody could imagine because we give our students the possibility to imagine. Congratulations to all. Jim uh, 
has and his wife Diane have five children and four grandchildren. And uh, Jim might allude to this later, but uh, the fifth, uh, that his youngest uh, child was his name John Paul, and he was named after the Pope. And the Pope came for a visit to Philadelphia, as you might remember. And uh, I take it, I think Jim told me John Paul was nine months old. And with all those people lining the streets of Philadelphia, doesn't the Pope come over and bless John Paul, young John Paul? You know, something weird about that. <laughs> I don't know why. It has to be Jim's Irish job. But anyway, uh, Jim uh, lives in Rosemont, so we didn't have to come too far tonight. Uh, he has his own business also there. Um, but I, I think the re main reason I nominated Jim is that I, I, I feel he embodies uh, the true value of the Augustinian education. Uh, and I think you'll see that uh, when he talks. Our paths don't cross too often. Uh, once in a while, uh, we meet at Father Peter's favorite mass at 7.30 a.m. on Sunday on campus, and you can imagine how that mass is so great, right? since Peter's a night person. But anyway, Jim sometimes goes to that mass. Anyhow, uh, without further ado, it's my great pleasure to present to you uh, from the class of 1960, Jim Murray. Father Hubbard, 
threw me out of the seminary on a bad rap. And being Irish, he said, thank you, Father. <laughs> so our life changes sometimes when something happens that we don't understand. For me, coming here, hitchhiking here, in the old days when you couldn't. And I remember at almost every ride, the guy who would pick you up would be a plumber, a lawyer, a doctor, and he'd say something like this, you don't know, kid, and I'd finish the sentence. I'd say, this is the greatest time of my life. He said, you know that already? Said, yeah. I'm in college. I passed up a free ride to Penn. My father spent his whole life working at the University of Pennsylvania. But I love the Augustinians. And that Augustinian service. And I'm blessed to go to the 11 o'clock mass sometime, where the men who are retired are. past presidents, people who are on this list for these medallions, Father Driscoll, Father Duffy, the provincials. And I'm an old usher, so I count everybody. And I decided in 50 years, and a lot of them are way over 50 years. Father Bresnahan's 99, I call him Wayne Bretzky, he doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> Father Karras is beside him. And I think here are two men that equal 190 years of life, and they still function, and they're still smiling. And how many people have they served? Sometimes, we really don't understand Augustinians. And I picked up on the picture of St. Augustine and St. Monica and all the times it was hanging in the Augustinian Academy. I never realized that they were holding hands. I never realized that Monica and Augustine were holding hands. And that's what this medallion night means for me, is holding hands with both of you through all the years. Irish guys can't. I remember once Father Mickey, who just got the head coaching job, became the provincial. I had just come back from a, uh, a retreat, and I've been using this in talks since he told me this. In sports and in entertainment, some of the crazy things in my life, one of the things I did was the Michael Jackson victory tour. I won't go on about that, it'll be in the book. And I'll never forget in the first meeting, Chuck Sullivan, who owned the Patriots, and had his Boston accent, said, Jimmy, I want you to meet uh, Reverend Al Shockton. I said, who? And here comes this little thing was chubby at the time. Yeah, he says, I'm Reverend Al Sharpton. And I did the Philly thing. I said, what, what parish? <laughs> he said to me, my parish is agitation. <laughs> besides the Roman Bible House was something called Make-A-Wish. So we were up at the Meadowlands where we had this football game in New York and all the movie stars were there. And there were two little kids who were going backstage to get the pictures taken of all the movie stars, Chevy Chase, the real Murray, Bill Murray, all these famous people. And we had a rule, and this is what I learned at Villanova. Because the biggest gift that Villanova I had was my teachers. And my number one teacher still alive, his name's Arthur Leo Mahan. The baseball coach. And I answered to that in Villanova, and it changed my life. Because I thought I would love to be like that man, like a father, a husband, just a guy who's really special. And so I went into sports. And here I am at this moment at the Meadowlands, and the rule was no one can go backstage except Jim Murray. No mom, no dad. Take the kids back, get the pictures taken. And I remember what Father Mick said, no matter, the little guy was built like me, hey, I'm ready to go. The little girl would not let go of her mother's hand, like Monica and Augustine. No matter how much I coached her. And all once you get those moments that you learn in arts and science, that you learn in theology, that you learn in theater, that you learn in engineering or the business school. The integrity of the moment, but what do you decide to tell? So I prayed about it, and I remember what Father Mickey said. I think he said, if you really have a tough decision, you really have a hard one, use a 17-inch roller. That's that, I flunked math too. He said, it's 17 inches from your brain if you have one, to your heart. If you really have a real decision, go with the bottom, right where this medallion is. Go with your heart. So I said to the mom, the little girl, come on. And we went back, but no matter what happened, the little boy, he got his picture taken, all the movie stars, Everybody was there, but no cameras, there was no inside edition. And here was this moment 
participating with his talent, sharing it with this little boy. But the little girl, no matter how much we asked, she wouldn't let go of her mother. And then all of a sudden, somebody else came in, in a suit, and it was Jim Henson. And he had Kermit right over his And the little girl said, oh, mom, it's Kermit. And this guy walked over, this Jim Henson, talked to her, this Kermit, walked over, What's the point? Hey, we're not Jim Henson. We're not Michael Jackson. But his father said, as Helen said in her prayer, we all have gifts to share. We all have things. I hold on to all of them. I hold on to my Augustinian friendships. It's very hard to accept an award. You use all the cliches like you do in sports. The Ronald McDonald House came directly from what I learned. Jack, 
Jack, my buddy. Jack, you got this. Why is this night different than all the rest? It's the NFL. Never forget what you learned. Have a good one, Thank you.
high intersection at with Villanova at a very critical time in development. And it was at Villanova that I really um, began to merge my love for the sciences with also my passion for the human condition. And it really taught me about the diversity of people's experiences um, and really gave me the opportunity to go out and to, to be different and to be that voice for people. And so I'm, I'm definitely grateful uh, that Villanova, and especially the College of Arts and Sciences, provided me that, that foundation, um, really, and provided me the tools to really pursue my passions and my goals and dreams. And I'm so grateful to all of you, all the faculty, um, all the, the, the friends that I've made along the way. I'm truly, truly grateful. And when we start to talk about mentorship, I definitely um, really have to express the type of mentors that the faculty have been to me because um, not just while I was here um, for the four years did I you know, work with great people and people who really um, encouraged me and strengthened me and supported me along the way, but even after I graduated, I continued to come back to the school and I had wonderful people um, that I worked with, Dr. Fleischman and the Nortons, um, who I've continued to stay in contact with to this day, who have been a part of my life at so many uh, parts and so many uh, a part of my journey. And so um, I really am grateful from my, from my wedding to my master's thesis to my doctoral <laughs> proposal defense, Dr. Fleischman has been with me and I'm so very, very grateful um, that that relationship started here. And so when I say mentorship really was uh, the faculty who have really poured in to me and, and have been such a great part of what I've been able to do um, since leaving Villanova. I definitely always want to thank my family uh, for their support and their encouragement. Definitely couldn't be anyone. <laughs> um, definitely couldn't have done the things that I've been able to do without their constant love and support. And not only teaching me and supporting me along the way, but also encouraging me to bring someone else um, with me. And so, you know, not just to accomplish, um, you know, your goals and passions and dreams, but also to have, uh, to look back and to bring those who are, who are behind you along the way and to show them the pathway and to encourage them and support them. And, and I've been able to do that, and I'm very, very grateful for them. And I'm also very uh, grateful for my work family. <laughs> I definitely appreciate and, and love their support and their mentorship, who have really taken me and um, allowed me the opportunity and the privilege to help people to promote health and to help people, um, you know, take the next step and, and really encourage you people to be healthier and to work towards um, a condition where all people can be healthy. And so, you know, the, the work that I've been able to do and to see people's hunger for health and wellness and to know that no matter what their situations, what their current situation, that people do have a desire to, to be healthy and to be well. And I'm definitely honored and privileged to be able to work with people at all stations of life, from the prisons to academia, to, in order to be able to promote health and wellness. And so I definitely thank them for all that they have taught me. Um, and again, continue that mentorship. I've had amazing, amazing mentors along the way that have allowed me to be able to accomplish and do the things that I've been able to do. Most of all, I definitely thank God for uh, all the people and all the relationships that I've had along the way who have promoted me, who have strengthened me, who have encouraged me. Uh, for all of you, I definitely thank you. And I just want to uh, say to any of the current students who might be here um, to leave you with this, one of my favorite, favorite quotes um, and one that I've definitely been able to embody along the way from Macy Jemison, who was the first uh, African-American female uh, astronaut. And she says, never limit yourself because of others' limited imagination, and never limit others because of your limited imagination. Thank you. Irish poet, 
uh, Seamus Haney, but Katie's favorite Irish poet, Bono, said, <laughs> quote, idealism detached from action is just a dream, but idealism allied with pragmatism, with rolling up your sleeves and making the world bend a bit is very exciting, it's very real, and it's very strong. Throughout her career as a student, as a graduate student and young professional, Katie Krakenberger has dedicated herself to making the world bend a bit. As one of Katie's nominators, I had the distinct privilege of introducing her, but the, there could be any number of people who could stand up here and give witness to Katie's enormous intellectual talents and leadership skills. Faculty members such as Drs. Rick Eckstein, Lowell Gustafson, Magan Keita, Sue Toten, Satya Patnak, and many more. Given the array of academic talent that have shaped Katie's Villanova career, I'm truly honored to present Katie for this award. The product of a good Jesuit education in her native Chicago, Katie came to Villanova with her consciousness awakened, but it was here that she was able to, in her words, connect the dots. Indeed, Katie's desire and ability to take advantage of the wealth of opportunities at Villanova, and in particular, the College of Liberal Arts and Science had to offer, defined her undergraduate experience. In fact, Katie went above and beyond to create her own academic and co-curricular opportunities which allowed her to strengthen the connection between, between her idealism and her intellect in previously unimaginable ways. As a sophomore, Katie traveled to Guatemala, Nicaragua with an amazing group of students, and as a result, she worked with the founders to help establish Guatemala Guatemala on campus. As a junior, Katie crafted her own study abroad experience to Vietnam and then shared that experience with fellow students when she organized a trip there during her senior year. In terms of her undergraduate experience, Katie's intellectual prowess and curiosity was matched only by her incredible passion to eliminate social and economic injustices. Indeed, Katie immersed herself in so many social justice causes while at Villanova, Rick Eckstein referred to her as the embodiment of the Center for Peace and Justice Education. As Katie mentioned during the panel yesterday, she desired to use the critical thinking skills she developed throughout her interdisciplinary program not sure how interdisciplinary it was. I think I heard tonight that she spoke, she took about 10 classes with Brooke Eckstein. <laughs> 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 um, to, uh, to attempt to understand the root causes of economic poverty. Katie's incredible academic and professional achievements are listed in the program and speak for themselves. Her passion to eliminate social and economic injustices informed and inspired her academic work at the London School of Economics. She spent time in Nicaragua assisting in the wave of Venus was sewing cooperative and established the Nicaraguan Garment Workers Fund to operationalize this support. Finally, Katie has been able to channel this passion for justice into a successful and promising career for the World Bank. Allow me two quick stories which demonstrate the extent of Katie's commitment. I was privileged to be a part of the, the first, one of the first Villanova service trips to Wazala, Nicaragua. It was here where I saw Katie, a young, idealistic sophomore, who connected with the people in Nicaragua in a way that I've rarely seen. One enduring image of the trip was Katie sitting on the curb conversing with a young Nicaraguan boy as Katie struggled with the language. Her intense desire to communicate with the people of Nicaragua with whom she fell in love with caused her to come home and immediately begin to study the language. I think she was fluent for about a year. <laughs> uh, on our service trip to Vietnam, somewhere we got our signals crossed and instead of, the, instead of this poverty immersion experience that Katie had attended, we ended up staying in hotels and eating in restaurants. Katie became frustrated. I had a different view. <laughs> as, as a veteran of 14 service trips and getting up there in age, I felt that I had done my fair share of sleeping in hammocks and on cold mountainsides, as, as our group in Nicaragua did. Uh, but knowing Katie's intense devotion to Catholic social teaching, I thought I could appeal to her by saying, we must remember the principle of subsidiarity. We certainly we don't want to offend our hosts. Uh, without missing the beat, Katie, looked at me and said something to the effect of, that's how old people would rationalize this. <laughs> I'm concerned about solidarity. I won the battle, but I knew in my heart that she was right. The other thing I learned from Katie is how to get right next to the stage at a U2 concert. I remember being in the Center for Peace and Justice back when Katie was probably a junior, and Katie had these pictures of her looking up at the stage at Barna, and I said, how did you get so close? And she said, so someday I'll show you if you go to a concert with me. And last fall in D.C., she finally made good on that promise when she helped our two groups get, get about five rows from the stage. Uh, so Dean Dewey, uh, for her distinguished achievements as a student and as a professional in the field of international development, for her success in being able to combine youthful, youthful idealism and her passion for justice with a strong intellect, 
and for making the world bend just a little bit, I am pleased to present this Kitty Krakenberger for the Young Alumni Medallion. First, um, let me thank all of our award winners uh, 
for the wonderful ways that all of you represent Villanova University and the College of Arts and Sciences. Uh, and thank you and your, and your families for being here tonight. Um, Philip Davidson was an early graduate of the Master of Science program in psychology. Uh, the program began in 1961. Uh, Phil did his master's thesis under the supervision of Dr. Byron Ward, who's here with us tonight. Dr. Davidson subsequently uh, earned his PhD in psychology from George Washington University and did postdoctoral research at the University of North Carolina. Um, most of his career has been spent at the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry, where he's a professor in the Department of Pediatrics with secondary appointments in the Departments of Environmental Medicine and uh, the Department of Psychiatry. Dr. Davidson is uh, the author of over 150 publications in scientific journals and books, and has also edited three uh, books. Much of his uh, more recent work has dealt with neural development in children following in utero exposure to methylmercury as a result of maternal fish ingestion. And Dr. Davidson described his work uh, in a very interesting and impressive colloquium yesterday in the psychology department. His uh, work, along with his, his team, has appeared in some of the top journals in medical science, uh, including the Journal of the American Medical Association and The Lancet, as well as a wide range of journals in neuroscience and in psychology. Uh, the work has been supported for many years by the National Institutes of Mental Health, uh, as well as uh, quite a few other agencies uh, and organizations, for example, the USDA and the CDC. Uh, the strong influence of Dr. Davidson's work on other scientists is very clear, with his scientific publications being cited by other scientists over 2,400 times. That's a metric that uh, impresses those of us who are academics. As Father Peter mentioned, uh, um, his, his, in, the influence of his, his work goes way beyond academics. Um, the 25-year longitudinal study by Dr. Davidson and his colleagues shows that earlier concerns about ingestion of fish containing methylmercury, uh, particularly during pregnancy, were overstated and, and need to be tempered. It's, this, it's only this kind of uh, large-scale, long-term study that can provide the detailed information about real-world influences on health that properly inform uh, public policy decisions, which his work has done. Dr. Davidson's career as an extremely successful researcher whose work provides critical information uh, for both understanding and reducing developmental disorders exemplifies the synthesis of, of mind and heart that's at the core of a Villanova education. So I'm very, very pleased to introduce the winner of the College of Arts and Sciences Graduate Medallion Award, Dr. Philip Davidson. I came here 45 years ago, 
and I was here for one year. Um, and in that year, I started my relationship with my wonderful wife, Margaret, who is with us tonight. And uh, Villanova provided the home for that. I also sort of learned about psychology at the graduate level. And uh, my, I'm very fortunate that my mentor and thesis advisor, Byron Ward, is here with us tonight as well. Uh, this is so special for me. I, I cannot convey to you how, how important an evening this is uh, for me to spend this with my family and with Byron and his, his wife, uh, Inga. Uh, uh, these many years uh, after I was uh, a student here. <clears throat> Villanova put me in a position to go on to do a doctorate and uh, all the other stuff that you heard about. Uh, you know, I'm an academic just like you. I, I labor in obscurity. <laughs> so, you know, it's hard for me to talk about this, but uh, uh, what, what Villanova did for me uh, was to put me in a position to, to spend the rest of my career doing what I did. Uh, it, it was um, an intense year. Uh, it was a, 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 a year filled with uh, new knowledge uh, about life, about uh, how to be a graduate student, how to read the literature, how to understand science, and, and to this, uh, for all of this, uh, I owe a great debt of gratitude to uh, Byron and, and the rest of the faculty who, uh, who were here then. <clears throat> um, yesterday, uh, Jim and I sat together and he related some of the things that went on at that panel discussion. Um, we were asked uh, to share Villanova moments. And uh, when I got my chance to respond, I, I, I said two things. Uh, uh, one moment happened 45 years ago, and that was the incredible access I had to Byron. Uh, he had just come to Villanova. I was, uh, uh, I think, his only master's student. And uh, I had incredible access. I don't think this could have happened anywhere else. Um, and the other moment happened uh, yesterday when I did a colloquium in the Department of Psychology, which, by the way, was one of the highlights of my career. Uh, and, and there sat one of my professors uh, from 45 years ago, um, Paul Sheldon, uh, who, he, he doesn't know it, but it, he had a great deal to do with shaping uh, my thinking uh, as, as I move forward in, in the doctoral program at GW. And Paul showed up with a file in which he had my final exam <laughs> from, <laughs> from 45 years ago. <laughs> so I have this file, and I, I said to him, it'll take me a year to get the courage to, to read this paper. <laughs> and, and, and apparently I got a 14 out of 15, and I wanted to know why I lost a point. <laughs> At any rate, I, I cannot tell you how important this evening is for me and how special Villanova is for, for me, and, and uh, I wish all of you the very best and I hope to be back here very often. It is now my distinct pleasure to invite to the podium my good friend Gary Olson, Associate Vice President for Alumni Relations. As 
Father Peter would attest, uh, in show business is an old adage, you never want to follow a dog act or children, so I'm going to do the best I can here. But just a few acknowledgments before we leave this evening. Uh, first, I'd like to, to really give a warm round of applause to uh, the fabulous staff here at the Connolly Center under the direction of Tony Alfano. <laughs> Sciences, Diane Brackey, and from the Alumni Relations Office, Christine Appiano, both standing in the back. Thank you very much. The, um, the very famous economist Peter Drucker once said that management is doing things right, but leadership is doing the right things. And I think when we reflect on the accomplishments and the comments from our four recipients tonight, it's very clear uh, that they're pretty good managers, but more importantly, they really are leaders. I've marveled at what they've achieved, but, uh, but even more impressive is the manner in which they've achieved those things. They've done very different things in their lives, had different experiences, very different careers, and yet there's a thread that seems to run through the four. They're very humble, and yet very confident. They have a passion, and yet, they know that they put their shoes on in the morning the same way as everyone else. And they're very cognizant of all the people who have helped them to get to where they are in life. Um, yesterday at the panel, a question was asked of uh, Jim Murray uh, about how you deal with adversity and difficulty when you come up with an idea that others may think is sort of strange or odd. And he said something that really rang true to me. He said, first of all, I say a prayer. And secondly, I get good people to help me. And I thought, isn't that really the essence of Villanova University? Getting good people to help us along the way. Whether they're faculty, friends, classmates, spouses, colleagues, it's all about helping each other to move along in life and accomplish the things that we would like to accomplish. Martin Luther King said once, the life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I think tonight our four honorees have clearly demonstrated that they've answered that question by doing things for others. And so certainly of their wonderful representatives of Villanova University and the College of Arts and Sciences. So my congratulations to the four of you. Before we close, I'd like to ask Father Sean Tracy uh, to come forward to deliver our benediction. Father?
Congress gentlemen, thank you. And thank you all for being here this evening. We look forward to seeing you again. Drive safely and have a good evening. This podcast is brought to you by Villanova University on iTunes U. Please visit us on itunes.villanova.edu.